Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We are brought to you by... Who are we brought to you by, Lisa? <laughs> uh, Mississippi River Distilling. <laughs> uh, That's right! You know, 9 o'clock in the morning, I like to drink. <laughs> What's in your coffee? The, the Ivy College of Business? The reason I'm laughing and got distracted <laughs> is because right as I hit the record button, Elisa started rubbing her eyes as if her eyeballs were going to fall out of her head. I she know. has a migraine right now and we're recording. So anyway... We, the whole network is fueled by Cody Road and made possible thanks to our friends at the Wild Rose Casino and Resort. I would never forget our sponsors, even when Elisa's distracted. <laughs> and this Title Line podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Debbie and Jerry Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. And Elisa, I have to tell you a quick story. So Size House of Trivia was last week. And for the Cyclone Fanatic team, they brought in Dean Spaulding from the Ivy College of Business. And it was like Williams and Bloom and Matt Van Winkle. And I was terrified that by the end of the night, he was going to be like, we're not sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) You are canceled. No. I know the Title IX podcast has nothing to do with you, (laughs) but they have the Cyclone Fanatic name attached. And I don't want to do anything to do with you anymore. But it turns out he had a great time. And yeah. I feel like I feel like Matt Van Winkle would like keep it calm. He'd keep it calm. I heard he uh I I almost offered to go help him put up his uh like play set in his yeah. kid's backyard, but then he said that the box said it would take two people ten to twelve hours. And I was like <laughs> No, I got the backstory on this. So yeah. I bought the set from Costco and they didn't offer free or even paid like installation. Yeah. So I was like, Matt, we're adults now. We cannot do this kind of construction, <laughs> especially play ca- set yeah. construction on our own. So I told him to go hire, hire some kids from Ivy. Yeah, that's a good point. But I love doing stuff like that. Typically, the neighbors are putting one together right now, though, and it, it has taken the guy and his dad probably 12 hours more yeah they've been out there every day for the last two weeks working on it so (sighs) thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers to matt and (laughs) thank you for not getting us canceled and we're glad dean spaulding was able to join the cyclone fanatic team Mm -hmm. and thanks for thanks for ivy's support uh and their school's almost out i know they're graduating. We're so I proud know. of our graduates. It's true. Our graduates. Our graduates. So yeah. all the Ivy kids graduating, 
keep it up. We're proud of you. Power through these last couple of weeks and then celebrate the heck out of it. We think of you more than more than you would probably like us to. <laughs> okay, thanks for making that creepy. <laughs> All right, so we're going to spend the entire podcast breaking down the fashion at the Met Gala. It's true. This is true. (laughs) Okay, but really, at the end of the podcast, I want to talk to you about the Met Gala because there was an intersection of athletes and fashion, and that's always one of my favorite things. Also, Arnold was, I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. And Arnold didn't know who Carl Lagerfeld was. Wait, who is that? The guy who the whole Met Gala was. Oh, the uh, the theme, the designer. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said uh, we were talking about athletes and you oh. threw me off. No, the whole designer that the Met okay, Gala yeah. was. Okay. Yes. I'm maybe right. I'm maybe I'm the only one that did one semester of fashion at <laughs> Iowa State. Maybe it's just me. You're the fashion expert on the blog. <laughs> one semester. All right, but first, I feel like we have to lead with the top story at Iowa State University right now, and that is the Iowa State tennis team making the NCAA tournament for the third straight year. And not only that, Elisa, but for the first time in school history, they are hosting. Yes, home home court home advantage. Court advantage. That's right. Almost they home field advantage. Home I mean, court kind of, advantage. It's kind of yeah, field because it's outside. You know. Yeah. Um, they were the number 11 national seeds, so it's obviously different than how they seed the tournament. There's not four yeah. 11 seeds. There's one 11 seed. That was us. Boomer Saya has this program rolling, guys, rolling. I love it. It's really cool. I don't know the first thing about tennis, but I'm pumped for these ladies. I Tennis is one of those things that I just really enjoy doing, but I can't find anybody to play it with me that is at my level because I'm not good, (laughs) (laughs) but I could, I can get the ball over the net, but I'm not good. So I'm okay at pickleball. Does that translate? Oh, I bet it would. Okay. Then I'll play with you. Okay. I'm not going to be good, but I think we have like four tennis rackets and Arnold and I have played together one time. Okay. Well, you know what we should do? We should go watch the Cyclones May 5th and 6th in at Ames High School for the NCAA tournament and get inspired and go take our own court. That's a great idea. The, the courts at Ames High School are really nice, by the so, way. So, yeah, we play at Ames High School um, at May 5th. We play Drake around 2 o'clock. And then if we win, we play the winner of LSU and Wisconsin. And that would be May 6th. And that's at Ames High School, like you said. And then if there happens to be rain, they play at the fitness center. Yeah. Whatever that fitness center is. I can't think of it right now. But regardless, hopefully we don't have to worry about it. Hopefully it's nice. And hopefully it's not. No. no. It used to be Ames Racket and Fitness. Yeah. But hopefully it's just nice weather and it's not blowing 75 miles an hour and ruining our lives. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those last couple days have been windy. Windy indeed. Windy. I'm over it. <laughs> I imagine the Iowa State tennis team is. And I imagine the Iowa State softball team is over it, too. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't even imagine. All of the time. So they played over the weekend. It, they played a series against Baylor. And just the weather was trash. Yeah. I mean, straight up rain, wind, moisture, just disgusting. <laughs> Good news is they took two of three from ranked Baylor, despite that horrible weather. And it was senior day and mm-hmm. it was really neat to see them go off in this blaze of glory. And I just think it's so neat that the profile of Iowa state softball has been elevated yet again by what we've talked about a million times is social media <laughs> done by women. Yeah. And Leah, our girl, Leah continues to raise the bar with Twitter actually called out Barstool Iowa State last night um, when the tennis 
um, seating was revealed and said something like, just imagine Barstool Iowa State had nothing to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, So kudos to the (laughs) Iowa State softball team as well. Uh, Well, we talked to Leah about how, like, what a gauntlet the Big 12 was. And I feel like so often we're just hearing, like, and they won versus ranked and they won versus ranked and they won versus ranked. Yeah, it's they like, pulled off some good upsets. This yeah. Time. So, I mean, they were making noise on social media, but they were also making noise like on the field. They're, yeah, they, uh, they're they backed it up. Right. They're a quality good team. And I think that their camaraderie, like the fact that they just enjoy being together, the fact that they enjoy being out on the softball fields, like they just enjoy what they're doing and that makes that makes it even more fun to watch them that makes it easier to win i like okay i don't want to bring this back to myself but uh i was here i go yeah so we we had a slow pitch game we play on sunday nights my husband and i with some friends and we're we're a good we're a decent team um my competitive team is on wednesday but we're still like sundays is a really fun team and we found ourselves down 12 two i think maybe 12 zero <laughs> like it was we, yeah we found ourselves down by a lot in the third inning and we were thinking well if we get 15 runs if you get if you have 15 runs by a certain amount of time you just like end the game and so we're like well it's cold maybe that'll just happen but i was like you know what no like let's turn this thing around i think like they're getting four an inning. Why can't we get six in an inning? Like it's slow pitch softball. Yeah, it's windy, but like let's, you know, let's try and pick out some weak deer here. Let's find the the dying deer Good and gravy. hit the ball to the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I was just speaking like, of I, positivity. Right. But I was like, let's get a little energy into this thing. And so I was just like, just decided to have some energy. Yeah. And I just decided we were going to have fun. And I got hyped. And I, you know, kind of, I took over. Uh, like keeping the books and I was cheering for people and I was calling out who was up next. And, um, I got up to bat and hit a double hit two runs in like, and we just kind of started building off of that and people started to have fun. One of the guys asked this girl who used to play college ball. He was like, when we were losing, he's like, do you like hate this? Is this (laughs) too much for like your competitive heart? And she's like, it's whatever. And I was like, but it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Like we can be competitive. We just like need to get the hits. We ended up winning 21 to 15 in in extra innings. So we turned it around. We started getting hits. You know, we started getting stops. We started having innings where, you know, they weren't scoring any runs and we were scoring a bunch and we just turned it around and we won in seven innings. So it was really fun. It was yeah, a good time. You know, to there's some serious truth to that. I mean, yeah. that with we saw that this past year with Iowa State basketball, when you have a good yep. group, both men's and women's, when you have a group with like the men who are gelling, really yes. amazing things happen that shouldn't happen. Yes. Um, and when you have a group that's not quite clicking, things happen that shouldn't happen. Yeah. So there's a lot of truth to that. And I would love to see that in the women's team this year. Yes, we lost some players, but I think that those were players that didn't want to be here, unfortunately. You know, and we heard from Emily Ryan, like, 
she said like she's here for the long haul you know she this is and this is gonna have to be her team you know she's gonna have to step up but i think that if we if we can get a group of girls who want to be here like what an incredible atmosphere to play in if we can get a group of girls who want to be here yeah i don't know if they didn't want to be here but the chemistry just wasn't there i agree with that totally and so we just need we need a fiery group who can fire up together and all at once collectively i totally agree yeah and i know i know there are some you know outside things going on there's you know nil deals there's maybe not getting along with certain people you know there's a lot of things that could contribute to people leaving but in the end like if you leave i to me you didn't want to be here um because if you wanted to be here you would find a way to make it work i don't feel like i don't know i'll push back on that and say it's we don't know we don't know i mean we're not in the locker room and Things happen that I don't know. I mean, you could be a hundred percent right. You could, they could all have just been like, I'm done. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true. I don't know what the locker room dynamic was. All I know is that what we lacked last year was this like, oomph, yeah, <laughs> which is a very yeah. technical term. <laughs> and whether it's because they didn't want to be here, whether it's because they were frustrated by outside factors, inside factors. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was definitely lacking. And it would be, I think, getting new blood in this year, having Emily as a leader, a season leader, could be really fun. At yeah. least I'm hopeful that I, that it will be. For sure. For sure. I think, and we've talked about this before, you know, like, I don't know. It might be close to 50% that's just energy, you know, in yeah. a team. We see that with the men's team. For sure. So, and I think that that's what the softball team has. They have that je ne sais quoi, which is just energy. You know what I mean? I it's just I like Leah screaming over everybody. Like that's what it is. So yes, and I. It's just uh, I'm happy for them. I know it's yeah. not the season that they wanted, but they have they have found a silver lining and. Um, a way to elevate themselves and make some make a really positive impact on the program in a way that is not just w's and l's yeah yeah and to speak to barstool like i'm sorry that they weren't excited about the softball team this year and i'm pumped yeah they did miss out like i'm pumped that we were excited for it and that you know we got to talk to leah i'm really screwing with the lighting in here i'm sorry Elise is going from white to black. To I white know black on the screen. I look is that like you. Can I see you? Yeah. I look like I'm in a cave. You're in like a, a beautiful studio home. And I look like I'm in a cave and my eyes are swollen shut. So I just want to come rub your temples. We're having fun. Can I tell you that this morning at 645 when my alarm went off, I got a little notification right when I put my watch on and it said Steph finished a workout. <laughs> And I took my watch off and I put and it back it on. Yep. It's I the- did. <laughs> You're welcome. I was you- swole in the basement. <laughs> Steph, you have your life together. Uh, Teach I'm me not- your ways. Let's, let's not go too far here, okay? I'm keeping it together barely. <laughs> I'm I'm taking this podcast off the rails, really. Bring us back, Steph. Bring us back. Okay. Um, all right. So more news in women's sports in Iowa State. We have a new gymnastics coach. Her name yes. is Ashley Miles Grieg. She is a decorated gymnast. She has 20 individual postseason titles during her collegiate career at Alabama. 
in the early 2000s. She was the national national gymnast of the year in 2006. When after she won her third national vault title as a senior, she was the only the second gymnast in NCAA history to win three career titles in the vault. But that's not the that's not the cool part of the story. She has one of the crazier paths to a Division One co- coaching career that I have ever seen, Elisa. So after her collegiate career with gymnastics, she goes and does like artistic gymnastics for the U.S. Women's National Team, which is yeah. cool. Um, but then she becomes a car dealer. She's selling cars. She goes into the car industry, the you know motor vehicle industry, and I think at that point she probably thought, well, my gymnastics career is over. Then she joins the auto finance division at J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, and then she becomes the Iowa State head head gymnastics coach because <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. Like what? I know what. I have so many questions and I would love to get Callie Sanders on the podcast. I'm sure she can't tell us the ins and outs of the interview process, but I have questions. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. We did it. It said we did a national search for the coach and I'm sure we did, but I want to know what, (laughs) how does that? Yeah. As someone who took a non-traditional route to my profession, I completely understand how this worked. And it makes 100% sense to me. You know, and I just want to be clear. I'm not necessarily (laughs) being critical. I might. I think maybe I will be eventually. I hope I'm not. I am more just curious about how this happened like how did she decide because it looks like she did some private lessons and like choreography on the side yeah. so she was still you know and looks like she was an analyst for espn yes yeah uh yes so i don't think she was fully removed from the sport yeah but how do you go from the world of finance to being a <laughs> d1 gymnastics coach just like yeah that? it's just wild yeah yeah. I think I also wonder, I wonder if, if what there is she can take from that. You know that we like to talk to about NIL. I wonder if there's anything she can take from that to teach some of these young women um, some hey, business skills. Gymnasts, because yeah. gymnasts, there's a tw- yes. they go Twitter viral all the time. Yes, for sure. I would, I would, I would love to start to see some Iowa State. Oh man, what if <laughs> wheels like, are turning? I know. Gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. So let's have a sit down with the person who runs the social media for the softball team, okay. and get them in with gymnastics. Okay. Because I want to start to see some flipper floppers, and I'm not talking about jazz coons. <laughs> good. But um. Uh, yeah, I just I would love to see that. I would love for ISU gymnastics social media to totally blow up. We need to get her the coach on the podcast. Yeah, is she okay, the f- writing this down? Yeah, We're getting her on. Have we had a female gymnastics coach? Who was our last Ooh, gymnastics Jay, coach? Um, Jay Ronan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who. I would have to go back through the history to see. Who I know. I'm trying to think of who was. I think that. It, there might have been a female coach in i know we've never had a, a black female coach yes that's probably i, I okay to be fair I, I can't say i know that for sure i would be willing to bet that's true yeah i'm trying to think of back back in my day who the coach was and i am sorely unsure 
Well, this is this is going to be an interesting chapter in yeah. Iowa State gymnastics, and um, yeah, I think we should. I really do think we should try to get her on because yeah. her story is clearly amazing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I know somebody listening to this pod has a hookup, so we can have. Yeah, we. However, we get there. We appreciate all and any um, assistance we can have in getting her on. So I'm sure yeah. we have a hookup, but maybe we're lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm very lazy. So I know I was sleeping while you were working out. We all know. We know that you're not lazy. We get it. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. You'll you'll slide right into those DMs if you have to. You darn tootin' I will. Well, okay. This is the, this is an ongoing conversation. We're going to track her down, find out more about it. We'll take this off. We'll take, we'll take this off the pod. (laughs) Offline. Off the record. Yeah. <laughs> I when people say that I'm always like, oh, yeah. oh this is gonna get intense. Off I wanna record. I wanna oh be or off offline when in meetings I'll be like, they just said they want to take that yeah. and they're pissed. Like yeah. that is for some reason that's immediately I don't think that's true like ninety percent of the time, but something sounds so menacing. Yeah. You wanna take this off the call? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. We'll off take the record. Off. We'll take this off the record, Elisa. <laughs> you know, off the record, I'm going straight to my best friend to tell her. <laughs> whatever you tell me off the record is going straight to my best seat that's usually how it works mm-hmm. okay um <laughs> one more iowa state note before we move on to the world of sports outside of ames iowa nfl draft will mcdonald goes number 15 overall that was pretty awesome elisa we went bananas at yeah the- yeah yeah we were pretty excited oh so cool and i it was weird um last year i remember so Corey is seven i remember Corey being interested in the draft last year both Corey and nora were like when is the draft on we need to turn it on yeah all weekend long they were locked in it was weird i don't know why but i'm here for it so when will yeah. called they went nuts um I have a question for you. That's not Iowa state related. Okay. So Jalen Carter, he was selected number nine overall by the Eagles. He was the one who, um, his draft stock kind of fell. Well, did fall when he was arrested after that reckless driving incident with, um, when two of the Georgia football family members were killed. Yeah. He was there. He left the scene. He eventually pled no contest to reckless driving. He didn't have anything to do with the accident itself. It sounds like he was just there and left. Yeah. And I have weird mixed feelings about his draft stock falling so far. Yeah. I mean, he was still picked number nine overall, but the NFL is strange. Yeah. They pick weird things to say that's not okay. And right. they pick weird things to overlook. And I was right. just wondering if you had a take. I imagine it's similar. I mean, it's a it's a massive. I mean, we could do three pot. <laughs> we could do a full hold on you okay something just fell out of my throat and i think it might have been my headache i feel better that was one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen what on earth just happened my headache just fell out of my throat i am speechless right now um as I was saying, we could That's do a, we, uh, we could do a hundred podcasts on this. Speaking of, we're about at our number one hundred pretty soon. But who's, but who's counting? But who's counting? Um, but I mean, it's true. I mean, when you, know, you when you get more time for like you get more time for weed, gambling. 
gambling <laughs> than beating your girlfriend i mean it's 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 just bizarre it they're not even trying to hide it anymore no and they're and no one has to answer to it no one after they make these decisions whoever it is behind closed doors making these decisions they don't have to answer to anybody after it there's not a you know okay this is the decision we made we'll take questions now there's no press conference after it there's no accountability for it i mean like it it's just a lawless world like the nfl is just lawless and, and we, we watch it because we're addicted to it and i love it and i'm not going to stop watching right it. you know it's and i fully admit that it's just interesting because i know all these teams do their due diligence on especially the you know those first round picks they do a yeah. lot of studies interviews whatever so maybe there's more to it that i don't know and maybe it, maybe there's more to it than he just made a silly young kid mistake and i don't mean to minimize it clearly it was yeah. a horrible incident but it seems to me that he he was at a you know at, he made a bad choice and then he realized he needed to fix it and he did right it's, it's just weird like he as far as i know and maybe there's more out there as far as i know like that was kind of an isolated thing because did he leave the combine to go turn himself in yeah yeah it's i don't know and maybe it uh, to me it's more they it has less to do with him and it has more to do with the blowback that teams might possibly get. Uh, and yes, I think that that's, that's a great point. I think that's, that's just point. the way that teams feel in general um, is, are we prepared for the, the media backlash we might get? Are we prepared for, you know, our, our, our gear to drop in sales? Are we prepared for, and, you know, to get to get dragged on Twitter, you know, are we prepared for that? The sad truth too, is he's an unknown commodity in the NFL. Whereas people you're willing to overlook some character flaws. If someone's going to bring you big numbers. Yeah. And it's really not going to feel like different. I can almost promise you, it's not going to be a story, but it's a story on draft day because he turned himself in during the combine. He might've turned himself in before, but regardless it was during the, you know, the yeah. posts, um, post college season pre yes I and maybe I'm wrong but I thought that I read that he left the combine to turn himself in so I mean I just think that like it's been a talking point during the draft and I'm I'm almost certain that once he gets into the NFL it there won't be any we won't be talking about it anymore yeah just interesting and I wanted to pick your brain on it but yeah Happy for all the Cyclones who got drafted and picked mm-hmm. up um, for camps after the fact and excited Can to you, see what happens. And we're all Jets fans now, apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true, except it's just so hard. Aaron Rodgers is such a ball, and I know. People are so sad about that. Whatever. I'm just going to cheer for Brees. <laughs> when the, when the little kid was up Will. there and he was like, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 I literally said out loud, I was like, come on, calm down. And then they called Will McDonald and I was like, I, that, that kid was like my favorite thing in the world. No, I was like, you need to sit down, little boy. And then I was like, Wah! <laughs> I was like, he's he's doing too much. And then I just like did a lap around the living room. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to be fun to see him. I'm mm-hmm. I have this mama bear attitude over all of them even though they have no idea who I am yeah. and I just want them to succeed. Well, I saw so I saw Aaron Rodgers, Lazard and Brees, Brees 
at the hockey game. Yeah. And then the I Rangers. saw Yeah, and then I saw um Aaron Rodgers and Lazard at least. I think at, they're buds. They're friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're good they're friends. friends. Um, which I think is interesting because I think that I think Lazard has a little bit of that like California boho bougie in him a little bit and I love that about him but then like I turn around and I'm like ugh about Rogers you know what I mean (laughs) it's okay I feel the same way you don't have to explain it it's how we feel we're valid in it I know but I am I'm gonna watch Jets game I hope that I hope that they air some of them here yeah we legit bought Sunday ticket right after the draft no No way way. I love that yeah yeah. Did they have it on sale after the draft? They should. That'd they be should smart. Have. That would. If you guys, smart. hey, if you, you guys want some um, free ideas, marketing. marketing ideas, hit me up. I'm in known a, as in a, exchange, a brainstormer. You are a brainstormer, and in exchange, <laughs> we only need free access to NFL <laughs> ticket for the rest of us. Yeah, and maybe an interview with whomever I decide. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> oh, that was a good segue, Lisa. Speaking of yeah. interviews, your girl, our girl, Becky Hammond. Oh, was the Ra- the Toronto Raptors <clears throat> to get permission to speak to her about yes. their open head coaching position yes. after they fired uh, Carol Native Nick Nurse. Yes. So I would like to put this into perspective a little bit it's only a story because of who she is they also asked and interviewed many other people she is not the only person that they have interviewed no no they've interviewed several uh top assistant coaches <laughs> yes, right yes um but i will say that i said on this podcast you sure she did the WNBA is just a stop for her to come back to the nba she needed that head coaching experience because women in sports need more experience than men for the same job she needed head coaching experience that she couldn't get elsewhere. She couldn't get in the NBA. They wouldn't give it to her. She had to have that head coaching experience somewhere. And so she went to the WNBA and got it. And I think that her next stop is the NBA, whether it's Toronto or not. Okay. So I agree. I had my, my same gut reaction as, Oh, she's doing it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. But then she said, and this is like my favorite thing she's ever said. I'm going to read her quote. She got asked about it in a press, in an ACES press conference. Okay. Yeah. Where she coaches for the WNBA. She said, I'm not commenting on Toronto. This is all about the ACES. And I won't take one moment away from these women to talk about them boys. Okay. <laughs> I just love that. Comment. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that she's not having those conversations outside. Yeah. You know, like but I just loved that she took that moment to be like, we're here for the women, not them boys. Yeah. Like, I just was like, oh, my God, I love um, you. <laughs> Steph just did jazz hands for those um, who were wondering. I, jazz hands. Just such a mic drop. The yes. She said it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was like, I we will deal with this in my own personal time. Yes. But not here while we're talking about the aces. Damn it. Yep. I like it. So what do you think she's going to eventually... Okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you think she'll continue through this season with the Aces, or do you think that could change prior to the conclusion of the Aces season? There's a lot. That was kind of a little. Yeah. Who 
the hell knows she'll even get offered the job? I let's know. assume she's let's assume she's a top candidate. Do you think she would take it at this point in her career? How about that? Um if she if they yeah. I think she would if they give her if somebody offers her an NBA job, I think that she'll take it. I think that it's tough because the uh, the season is just starting. Yeah. For NBA her. Um, <clears throat> and she's getting paid good money and they just yeah. want a title. Like there's a lot to walk away from. But for the NBA to be the first female yeah. head coach of the NBA, I think she would take it. I hope she would. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she would. And we love the NBA, but yeah, let's break that gra- gla- grass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and the glass one too, while we're at it. Speaking of the grass ceiling, did you see, uh, Brittany Grant? Okay. That was a bad <laughs> That was bad. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break so Elisa can regain her composure. (laughs) Oh, I'm composed. (laughs) I'm composed. We want to thank our friend Hope Wood, who does the Will in a Day program. Her website is hopewoodjd.com. She'll get you a will and all of the things straightened out in your life that you need straightened out in just a few hours and use the promotion Fanatic for $50 off. Check her out again at hopewoodjd.com. All right, Elisa, I have a bunch of random stories for you. It's my favorite part of the pod. The shout outs. Oh, let me love my shout outs too. I'm eating hash browns. Do it. Do it to it. Shout out to the hash browns I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can hear you crunching them. I just got distracted by Met Gala pictures. Oh, I just love it so much. Do you just want to do that now? Met Gala. Talk about the Met Gala. Yeah. I mean, we alluded to it before, but Brittany Griner was there and she looked fabulous. Okay, she did look fabulous, and her wife looked fabulous, too. Yes. And she just, like, her wife, I I think it was Lala inter- interviewed them. I love Lala. Um, but just her wife, like, last year at this time, I was missing my wife, and, like, I don't know. It just felt so, like, genuine. And it just felt so, like, I'm so happy she's back. Yeah. You know? So she goes from the beginning of training camp this week for the WNBA to the Met Gala, which is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, and she, they both looked fabulous. And I just yeah. want to make, I'm going to go on a little side rant here really Please quick do. before we go back to the Met yes. Gala. So she was asked um, in one of her first interviews, like, post- training camp practice interviews. She was asked about the legislation across the country that's prohibiting trans people from competing against the gender they identify with. And she's, she said she's against it. She believes that trans people should be able to compete against the gender they identify with. And I saw a lot of people saying she's lost her right to comment on these issues after everything that happened in Russia. And after she was, did the, you know, they did the prisoner swap to get her back. And I just have to say if politicians still get to have opinions after their disgusting, greasy scandals, Brittany Griner can still have an opinion about whatever the hell she wants. Wait, is people said she... <laughs> Hold on. I don't... I know, Elisa. People, I... people who can look at themselves in the mirror said <laughs> that she shouldn't have 
the ability to comment anymore? Would they ever say that about a male prisoner of war? Would they ever? No. 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 They'd vote them into office. Yeah, and I just, I, I saw oh, a lot of Oh, I cannot believe people said that. Oh, and it was like over and over again. People oh, now I'm going to be. I know, I know, I know. <sighs> Come at me, bro, because. She's allowed to think and say whatever the hell she sure. wants. Sure. You know why they said that, though? Because they don't agree with her. So well, if she said something they agreed with, like, if you're saying that, look, look at yourself. Look at yourself. I do not understand how people don't have, like, cannot step back and look at how hypocritical, how self-serving, how absolutely idiotic their opinions are. I know. Like, step back a little bit. Good Lord. I mean, look at yourself through the lens of others. Like, look at yourself through the lens of, like, being kind, being understanding, being empathetic. Like, look at yourself. Look at your thoughts. Look at your opinions. Like, maybe stop looking at your, maybe stop looking at yourself (laughs) so much. Out of any lens. Right. Because sometimes, sometimes stuff doesn't have anything to do with you. And I know that that. that's going to rock, that's going to rock a lot of worlds, but sometimes things don't have anything to do with you. You are not the sun and the moon. You are not the stars in the sky. You are one human being. Keep your opinions Maybe keep those to yourself. Maybe you've lost your chance to talk about it. You know what? You know what takes away the opportunity to speak on something is if you speak something unkind, if you speak something that degrades other people, that hurts people or takes away their abilities to be human, be human, to be themselves when they, when it has absolutely nothing to do with you absolutely when it has absolutely nothing to do with you maybe just sit this one out that was i need more hash browns do it anyway back to the met gala (laughs) thank you for that that was extremely well said and i could not agree with you more that's how we feel on this podcast if you don't like it don't listen that's true it is that's true. true there are so many podcasts out there that you can listen to that will cater to your ignorant views if you have ignorant views and this ain't so, one of them baby this is not gonna be we're not we're not for everyone and that's okay but we know who we are for yeah and we're gonna Pretty fight Brenner's for the people one of them damn right. it and I mean, if you're here with us, we love you and we're pumped. And you, if you want to like civilly have different viewpoints from us, but not like try and force them on people, because there's a difference. Like, I'm not trying to force you to accept something that you don't accept. I'm trying to force you to think about it, To, but to to not keep other people from living their lives. Like there's a difference between like having a viewpoint on something and there's, then there's the people who are like trying to keep people from having freedoms that they should have. 
that have Amen. nothing to do with them. And that's the thing is we're going on a real rant now. Oh my we, gosh. We, People we, are there's gonna... a there's a small minority of of listeners that listen to us for the sole sake of just poking at us. And right. they try to they accuse us of being the ones who are like shoving viewpoints down their throat. No, I my, I think we share this and it's exactly what you said. Our viewpoint is we support and we are there for people living their fullest selves, their realest selves. Yeah. And if you can't, if you are not of that opinion, if you are in the camp of wanting to hold people back or restrict their human, their human nature, their, right. they, who they are as individuals in their hearts and souls, then sorry. If you can turn this podcast off and live your life in the same way that you've been living it for your the entirety of your life then that's different than the things that some people want for other people they don't want them to live the way that they want to live their lives right they don't want them to be able to get married to who they want to they don't want them to be able to play the sports that they want to they don't that want is- them they don't want them to walk away they don't want them to turn off their thoughts their opinions of them and go about their lives they oh. want to enact their views on other people you you can turn this podcast off and live your life the way that you like. That's our opinion. Right. Uh, the things that we want have nothing to do with you. Right. And that and what you said about, you know, they they don't want people to live who they are. That's why they don't like Brittany Griner, because Brittany Griner is the representation of everything that they are trying to hold back. And that's why she is threatening to them. This podcast is never going to end. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> this all started with Brittany Griner looking fly at the Met Gala. Look where we came. Can I? Okay. <gasps> Did you know Kendall Jenner is dating Bad Bunny? No. Yeah. I didn't. That's Can we go thing. back to the Met Gala? Yeah, this they were important. at the Met Gala. Okay. Is that why? Is that where you were going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Athletes at the Met Gala. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes were there. I, okay, I didn't see them. Oh. Tell me. Brittany Tell me the things. like a damn princess. Really? And she tends to be like very like vibrant and in your face with her fashion. Yeah. This was like this white off the shoulder gown. I'm going to look her up. The shoulder part was the silver, beautiful, sparkly. And she was just understated and subtle and so stinking beautiful. Serena Williams. Did you see her? <gasps> She was, yes she was in this black structured gown but the bottom had this big white tulle skirt and in it because it was very form-fitting mm-hmm. she announced she's pregnant with her second child what a cool way to announce your second pregnancy oh i'm at the met gala and i'm announcing my <laughs> same i love it same um britney grider was there we mentioned that daniel ricardo was my like number one male there he looked yeah. amazing yeah, yeah he's an f1 driver very attractive if you're not familiar it's worth the google he looked great mm. anything else about the met gala uh i don't know i just were, enjoy it oh there were so many gowns that were not athlete related and if you're interested in my favorites go to my insta story i posted them all there would you rather go to oh, the gosh. Met Gala or the ESPYs? The Met Gala. Really? Yeah. Yep. I so if it was between like the Met Gala and the Oscars, I would probably rather go to the Met Gala. Ooh, but I think I'd pick the, the Oscars. Espies, yeah. I would love to go to the ESPYs just to see all of that. It depends on the year though. Like if I it think, was Right. 
Oh, Depends on who's going to be there. That question gave me heartburn. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um. You, okay. Oh, what? go ahead. You're going to ask wanna... me if I want some heartburn or some hash browns. You want some hash browns? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. I have some cool stories to run through really quick. Yes. And I have a thought. So leave me a little space okay. for one thought. Um. JJ and Kelia Watt. So JJ Watt. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, ever Watt. heard of him? Okay. So JJ, obviously a uh, retired one of the best NFLers of all time. And Kelia Watt is a former uh, National Women's Soccer League superstar. They announced on Twitter yesterday that they're investing in European soccer. They're minority investors in Burnley Football Club. Um, I think I read that Burnley just got promoted back to the Premier League. But okay. what I thought was cool about it, on their Twitter announcement, under their names, they had a video. JJ's description was retired guy. And Kelia's description was National Women's Soccer League star <laughs> because we he was always so good about mm-hmm. when people would say J.J. Watt's wife. He'd be like, no, her name's Kelia and she's a freaking star. Right, right. So I love that he's kept that up even past his football career. Right. Um, speaking of National Women's Soccer League, the youngest player in league history debuted over the weekend. Melanie uh, Barsenas, she's 15 years old, Elisa. This is this is oh. my this is where I have thoughts. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, perfect. So she plays for the San Diego Wave. She made her debut in the 72nd minute over the weekend. She grew up in San Diego, which I think is especially cool. She's playing for her hometown team. She is now playing with Alex Morgan, whose shirt she grew up wearing as a childhood fan. And I just think the full circle of that is beautiful. But I feel like you're about to stomp on my dreams right now. Um, do you think it's too early? Yeah, I, I've thought about this a lot, actually. I don't my, know the answer. So my concerns are with um, there has been there have been studies about women's soccer and CTE because of yes. the heading. Yes. Um, and they just take a lot of collisions. With yes. Each other. Yeah. And I think I don't feel like at 15 her brain is ready for that not well, like her mind i'm sure i'm like literally talking organ like yeah, the of organ the of her brain i i fear and i fear that her body is not ready oh for that as a 15 year old this is the part i thought about a lot think yeah. of your 15 year old self yeah compared to now our mid-30s and there are women in their mid-30s still playing in the league and yeah. doing well yeah and i would argue and you see this in running a lot that older, older air quotes, meaning like yeah. late twenties, early thirties are oftentimes some of the best because women's bodies mature differently, especially for sports, including distance running, um, any type of like endurance sports, like soccer and running and yeah. man, 15, she's got potentially a 20 plus year career ahead of her. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't know the answer. I mean, I don't, well, I don't know either. I, I was hoping that you would know. The answer. I was hoping that you would have some other thoughts. I just want to throw that out there. Have a little think about it. And um, the other part I'm going to cheer for her regardless. Like I'll sure. be cheering, but she's clearly skilled enough to play. Yeah. The question is maturity, both from a physical standpoint, she, her mind, obviously she understands the game, but you also have to think there. I mean, and you've heard Megan Rapinoe talk about it. You've talked about, we've heard lots of players talk about it. The, the mental struggles that comes, especially in the competitive world of USA soccer. Yes. Um, 
it's a uh, it's tough and it's well, sometimes and- not these they're making it better but it has been it has a history of not being the safest yeah. league so so and the WNBA has a rule that um women have to go to like four years of college which is why Caitlin Clark has not been able to go to the draft so um and that has a lot to do with like the pay um for the WNBA the the extremely small um teams rosters the you know your chance of making it in the WNBA is even smaller than the NBA um because of the size of the rosters and how few teams there are um I just my concern with 15 year olds going into soccer has some some to do with that um some to do with schooling but also has me concerned that soccer will soon be out and it's it's headed that way and may even be there but may soon be um out of reach for a lot of lower income families yeah, I think it's there already. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching even in suburbs of Des Moines, these families that are traveling every weekend with their, you know, kids that are less than 10 years old to these yeah. tournaments, like who can afford that? Right. Anyway, yeah. thoughts. Maybe thoughts. we can break this down later this summer when um, softball and tennis are over. There you go. Um Quick last quick note before we sign off. Actually, two, but they're related. The Arsenal women's soccer team sold out Emirates Stadium for the first time in history Monday. Uh, it was the Women's Championship League semifinal. It's a 60,000 plus seat venue. And the crazy part about it is that their usual home stadium holds about 4,500 people and they sold that bugger out. And this comes on the heels of Nebraska volleyball selling out its match, um, their opening match against Nebraska Omaha in August. They're talking like upwards of 90,000 people at that match, which would be very close to breaking the record for attendance in the U.S., which is still held by the 1999 Women's World Cup when 90,000 plus watched the USA versus China. And I looked it up, Elisa, the world record for attendance for a women's sporting event was last year. It was 91,553 people watched Barcelona and Real Madrid in the yeah. um, Women's Championship League quarterfinal. So they're And close, I think the game's on like a Tuesday. Which is even crazier. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see what that looks like visually. I bet it's going to be absolutely breathtaking. I think that's everyone in Nebraska. <laughs> I think there's only around 90,000 people in Nebraska, in the state of Nebraska. I've driven through and that's just and my guess. Only oh uh, never mind. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I had a mean joke there. JK, JK. And just oh. kidding. I didn't mean it. I love you all. Especially Ooh. our listeners from Nebraska. That was below the belt stuff. Well, we have the Ivy College of Business on our side, so okay. we're smart. Oh wow. <laughs> Cut that and put it on Twitter. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Elisa. I'm glad okay. you got your, I'm glad your hem- headache came out of your throat. It did. It popped right out of there. Go Cyclones. Go State.